0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Job Quest, where we get the inside scoop on what jobs are really like. I'm your host, Luca, and this week we'll be interviewing Delaney Curvebus, a teacher at Maury Middle School. In this episode, you'll learn about what really goes into all the lesson planning and fun activities for students, and much more. Let's begin our quest. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. What is your job, and can you describe it to a kid?
1: Yeah. So my job is being a middle school science teacher. And the best way I describe it to a kid is that I basically get to be in charge of one classroom all day long. Um, And so every classroom looks really different. I think something I didn't realize when I was a kid is that not every class period looks the same. So it's like having three different, completely different, like groups of workers throughout the day. Like I have three different groups of co-workers during the day. And mm-hmm. so my favorite part about, or I guess not my favorite part, but like what I do every day is that I teach um, and I help facilitate learning for kids and it's super fun.
0: Can you describe an average day in this job? Yeah.
1: So I have a few different ways I could describe an average day, but I'll go ahead and I'll start by describing what my current average day looks like. So right now um, when I come into work, I get there around 8 to 8:30. At 8:30, I have morning duty. So I just make sure all the kids that are playing outside are safe. Um, and then from nine until or from 8:30 until about 9:30, I have a class period and that's just my morning period where we are kind of like in the homeroom and I help them with anything that they need. I mentor all of that good stuff. And then for the rest of the day, I'm teaching. I teach two periods of eighth grade science, and then I have a break, which is lunch, and then I teach one period of um, eighth grade science after lunch, and then I have my planning period. In my planning period, oftentimes um, what that will look like is I have meetings or I have um, different things I need to do. I know I have scheduled meetings at least twice a week at this time, Um, and so that's like what an average day would look like for me.
0: What did it take in terms of school or training to get this job? Because you can't just be a teacher. You yeah. have to, to some sort of school to get. Yes. So
1: um, it is different if you're looking at elementary versus secondary. So elementary would be like K through six. And basically for that, you can get a elementary education degree. That will mean that you basically just have elementary education classes. And then all your classes are around like education. So you'll be taking math, but it's like. Fundamentals of elementary math, which looks a lot different than like the math I took. Um, And so then there's the secondary education degree. Secondary education is going to be more um, geared towards a specific content area with education classes paired. So the difference is that like with elementary, you're learning everything about elementary ed all the time. Secondary, you're learning a lot about your content. And then you're also learning a little bit about like in addition to your content, um, you're learning just a little bit about like education as well. Along with that, I would say it's like a 50, 50 split. I went through a different program. I started my degree with a biology major focused in genetics, worked in a lab and, um, but um, worked in a lab. And then I decided to become a teacher. So I actually went to grad school. So I did what's called a master's in the art of teaching or master of arts and teaching. And so I have an MAT, Um And so my degree, basically, I went back to school and I taught full time while getting my degree. And so that looks really different from what a lot of other people do. Um, but there is like a pretty big population of teachers that have teaching as their second career and they have a master's of arts and teaching.
0: Okay, so it's different for what you're teaching or whatever, right? Yeah, so
1: like all of your secondary teachers, like so starting now, Luca, all of your teachers are extremely knowledgeable in their content areas because they had to take tons of classes to qualify. And even now, um, once you do that, oh, this is an important part, there are exams you have to take. So it's not like you just graduate with a degree and they're like, go teach. No, there's so many practice exams that you have to take. You have to have all these certifications and then you have to have continued learning. So not only do you have to pass all of the practice exams, um, you have to pass state boards, you then also additionally have to continue your learning and recertify yourself every three to five years, depending on what state you're in. Seems like a lot. (laughs) It is, it is. And most careers have things like this. Um, And it makes sense though, right? Like you you wouldn't want someone, to be in a career if they are like, I actually don't know anything about this career, right? Like things change really quickly in the world of education. And we always want to make sure we're giving students our very best. Um, And in order to do that, that means that we really need to focus on making sure and ensuring that we're up to date with like current practices of education.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is your teaching style or philosophy? If you have one. Yeah. Um, So I didn't like pull up my formal teaching philosophy,
1: but I can tell you one of the things like I really, really focus on as a teacher, um, is loving my students and setting high expectations. I think every student is capable of learning. And I think every student is capable of, um, doing amazing things. And so just because students don't want to do that, doesn't mean that I'll just be like, okay, fine. Then don't, I don't have that belief system i have the belief system that every kid can learn every kid is capable of amazing things
0: beware encouraging words are coming you
1: rock um and so very first thing i do is make sure my students know that they're loved and that i want them in my classroom and then that i know that they can do that they're capable of amazing things and that i'll hold them to that standard like i won't let kids not do amazing things
0: Mm -hmm. i get that um so what are the best parts of your job
1: my very favorite thing about my job is my students Um, i truly truly have loved interacting with my students every day they make my whole job so much better Um, i love creating content i love when students get like light bulbs and all that good stuff and there are so many things i truly truly love about my job but I would say my very favorite best part is my students. Like we have the best students at, at our school. Yeah. So,
0: And then we talked about the good parts. We also have to talk about the bad parts. So what are the worst parts of your job?
1: Um, there's definitely a lot of things in education that can be really challenging. There's a lot of meetings Um, and I would say probably all of the bad parts come down to a lack of time. Right. I don't mind grading. I really don't. Um, I don't have enough time to grade. I feel like I'm constantly like behind on my work. Um, I have to bring a lot of work home. So even like over the weekend, right. I will traditionally take home probably like three to seven hours of work every weekend. So like on Sunday night, I usually sit down and I'll work for quite a bit of time whether that be grading or whatever it may be, there is traditionally quite a bit to do. Um, And so I really, like, I love collecting data on students, right, I love seeing student growth, but then that comes to the issue of, like, not having enough time to do that. And so while I love all the, like, positive things in my career, um, and even the negatives, like, are mostly things I really love and enjoy, but it all comes down to what feels like a lack of time, like I love planning, right? I even said that, like I love creating content, but then I don't have enough time to do it. And so I think the worst part about my job is that there's just not enough time um, because our, our school year is, you know, only eight months or nine months. It makes it really hard to cram everything in. Um, and it does just kind of create this challenge of, I feel like I don't have enough time to get anything done. <laughs> And I'm sure so many people feel that way with their careers but if I don't get things done with my career it doesn't just affect me it affects a hundred other people right like if I'm not prepared for the day my students won't learn and that's a huge issue for me right my number one priority is always students first and so um, that's kind of been my like number one I think challenge with
0: education is that there's just no time ever um for lesson planning Because you've been talking about that a little bit. Uh, What kind of things do you do to make it fun for the students?
1: Yeah, um, the very first thing I would say is that you have to know the students in your classroom. Because what is fun for my sixth graders is not fun for my eighth graders, right? Um, And so there's a lot of different things I think I would do to make it fun for my students. It just depends on, like, who is in the classroom with me. One of my most important things, right, with, like, loving my students and making them feel heard in my classroom is, like, what do you all want to do, right? So oftentimes I'll see, like, what their interests are and I'll go from there. And so as an example, I was talking with my eighth graders just recently about, like, what do we want to implement in this classroom that would be something that's fun for you, would be engaging for you. And, like, unanimously we said something we want to do is, like, build, we want to have our hands, we want to build something. And um, we're in our forces in motion unit, which means like we're learning about Newton's laws and all of that great stuff. And so now is the time where like, if we want to build something, we should do it. And so I'm kind of taking that feedback and I'm able to like implement that into my classroom. And um, I think the most important way to make things fun is just by like listening to your students, right? Because if I made things fun for how I would think things are fun, it probably would not be fun for my students, right? Like we have different interests. So it's knowing who's in your classroom and then um, making sure you like work with them to figure out what's fun. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, so just listening to your students and figuring out what they like too. Yeah. So how many hours a day are you on your screen? Or yeah, if it involves like lesson planning, um, grading, all that stuff.
1: That's a great question. It really varies. So I would say on an average work day, I'm on my screen from, I would say, two to three hours. Now, I have slides up, but I'm not counting that time. I would count the time where I'm like doing lessons, grading. I would say probably three hours, right? Maybe one to two hours at school and then one to two hours at home. Um, And then on the weekends, I would say, I try not to work on Saturdays at all. I try and keep Saturday like sacred, no work. And then On Sundays, on the other hand, it can be anywhere from probably like three to six hours um, or like about three to seven hours. It just depends on like what we're doing that week. Um, And I taught two preps. That means I taught sixth and seventh grade last semester. And so that added a lot of extra work prepping for two classes. Prepping for one class is a lot easier. It, It does like kind of push that down. So I'm hoping that I can get that time frame down a little bit. Um, but it really just depends on the day, but I would say probably three hours, but you know, like teachers are so face to face. I spend so much time with my students. I feel like sometimes you all are on the screen more than I am.
0: Yeah. I probably agree with that too.
1: Yeah. Cause so many learning products are now like online and I've even asked about buying books, but then, you know, the response is, well, there's really great stuff, access to everything online. So, you know, I tend to stick to the online material just because I mm-hmm. think that's what the district and everyone wants, so.
0: It's a little bit easier sometimes. It is, it definitely can be, yeah. Uh, we're on to the wrap up questions and here's a, a little bit of a weird one. So you're a science teacher, which would you rather be? A proton, neutron or an electron and why? Um, I'm just trying to think about
1: like, if I'd rather be in the middle of everything or on the outside, I think an electronic, I think I want to be on the outside flying around. I think that'd be wow, fun. Cause then you can see everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I'd get to just like zoom around. Like, I mean, I think that, you know, I wouldn't get dizzy hopefully, but I could like
0: zoom around and see everything. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. Um, yeah. and then here's the final question and, um, what is your favorite joke?
1: Oh my gosh. What did one plate say when it bumped into the other? The tectonic
0: plates? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Sorry, my fault. If you didn't get that joke, when two tectonic plates collide with each other, it's called a fault line. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for meeting with me today, Luca. I had a great time talking with you. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, anytime. I learned so much about teachers today. Miss Karabis was such a cool guest. So, thanks for listening to this episode of Job Quest, and we'll see you next time.